Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaah. Yes, I've just gone 4.36 Central African time and Alhamdulillah, really enjoying the morning with you with uh, Yasa Tobela on the board and uh, the program Asafinatul Jannah, Asafinatul Jannah, really a freshness of something coming through it. And, you know, to progress in life, uh, we must change cons- uh, consistently, people. Uh, you know, these uh, changes uh, makes the biggest difference in our personal, social and uh, business lives. A change uh, does not wait for people to adapt, to survive in, the, the, in this millennium. Change is a key. If you change in the world is greater than the change in our minds, we will find ourselves seriously inadequate. Events will overtake us. A change has to come from within. Change will only come because uh, you have the right formula, and that formula is Wa'atiullah, Wa'atiul Rasul, obeying Allah and obeying his messenger. That has been the formula since a man was created. Okay, Ibn Adam alayhi salam, but Wa'atiullah, Wa'atiul Rasul, the Rasul or the messenger of that time. But when the Khatman Nabi'in, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, came to the fore, the formula is, this is the formula. That is a successful formula. You hold fast onto the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You hold onto the noble Quran and the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave the final or the farewell pilgrimage speech, and what he said, I leave behind two things. One is uh, my uh, the Quran, and the second is my Sunnah. Joining us uh, this morning uh, on uh, uh, this uh, beautiful program, Asafinatul uh, Jannah, is our very own uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida, who's a Medina graduate. Who is Alhamdulillah, he's in all spheres uh, besides being a an, an alim. He's also an astute businessman. Also does a lot of dawa work, helping uh, the downtrodden. Uh, and someone that uh, you know, I resonate very closely with Sheikh uh, Shoaib Maida. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And jazakallah khair for joining us on the platforms of uh, Marka Sahaba. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shafat, you know, in your introduction, you spoke quite a lot of good things, you know, eloquently, you know, talking about, uh, you know, wa ataswimu bi hablillahi jamiyan wa la tafarraku. We need to hold fast all of us to, to the ropes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and never let uh, any distances arose between us. And uh, inshallah, before I could go much into that, yes, of course, that day, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar You know, this is the day where this takbir that we, we read actually originated from You know, with actually the excitement When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a command to his servant Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa salam I need you to take your son and give him to me as sacrifice You know, and uh, a human being goes and fulfills the commands of Allah Even the angels get fascinated What kind of a human being is this one is going to slaughter his own child for the praise of Allah and the angels started screaming Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar you know and Ibrahim alayhi salatu some responded la ilaha illallah Allahu Akbar there's no one with worship besides Allah and Ismail who the knife was about to cut his throat he says Allahu Akbar warillahi alhamd so yes it is one of those beautiful days Shaf, and alhamdulillah as you said we need to hold fast to the ropes of Allah and stay on the right channel Shaf. Jannah is waiting for us absolutely Sheikh Amaida and you know that moment is uh, history that's why Ibrahim alayhi salam uh, got the title of the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know focusing on Ibrahim alayhi salam from a very young age you know he started considering he looked at the sky 
eyes, he looked at the moon, he looked at the stars, and he said, this is my Lord. He looked at the sun, he said, that is my Lord. But when these, uh, you know, creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were setting, he said, no, that can never be my Lord. That can never be my Lord. And he, then he asked Allah, say, ya Allah, if you don't guide me, then I will be lost. And yeah, look at the trials and tribulations that he goes through. Yeah, he's a young thinking man. Then he takes on his father and those idols that they had. And, you know, one story that really stuck to me was also when Ibrahim alayhi salam, you remember Sheikh Maida when he went and smashed all those idols into smithereens and he left that big idol alone. And he took the axe and he put it around the big idol. And then the people of the town went and they said, hey, who did this to our gods? And then someone said, maybe that young man, you know, Ibrahim. So when they called Ibrahim alayhi salam in and he looked at them, he said, I don't know. There's, you see that big uh, statue there, that big one there, he did it. You can see the axe round his, uh, you know, his neck. So he said, no, no, no. You know, uh, statues cannot speak. So he told the people, so you worship something that cannot uh, speak. And then, you know, the story goes on. He's uh, put into the fire and all that. Ibrahim alayhi salam, definitely a fascinating uh, historical figure in the, the house of, uh, you know, or in Christianity, Judaism and Islam, Sheikh Maida. Yes, of course, if you look at the epitome of, uh, you know, su- subscribing to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it was Ibrahim alayhi He wasn't given the message to say this is Allah and whatsoever. He had to go and search for him. And uh, there's a lot of lessons that we can pick up from Ibrahim alayhi salatu Shafat. You know, most of all is that when we look at things, you know, we can look at things today in just a normal way that we look at it. But at certain times, if we ponder deep and think about them, we might learn one of the greatnesses of Allah. Swat. As we said, every day Ibrahim did see the sun. He did see the moon every day. You know, but one particular day he sits up, he says, I'm looking for my creator. Maybe this sun can be. Or maybe this moon can be. Maybe this star can be. But finally he comes to realize all of them, they alternate. The sun will come during the day in the evening, disappears, and the moon comes, they disappears, and the stars, the two many of them, you can't pick and choose which one. You know, so finally he says, no, I don't think any of these are the ones that I'm looking for, but could be the one that I've created. All these statues that I can see is the one that actually I have to worship. And I'm talking about, you know, uh, the statue when it destroyed all the idols. It was kind of an amazing story. You know, we call it uh, <clears throat> a white lie. You know, it wasn't a lie in such that a lie that causes uh, or splits people, but it was a lie that brings a kind of mm. uh, pondering to the people to sit back and start rethinking again on the angle of worship. Because he says, look, maybe that big one there, you know, that big dude was upset and uh, maybe <laughs> he just destroyed the young ones. So maybe chat to him and see what he says. That was like to say, you guys, what you're doing is really unnecessary, and there's no value, and there's not even direction of what you're doing, because that one, I've done it, but go and ask if he can say it's me, you know, so we can get the verdict to have done this. You know, so actually that was a kind of a good thinking in a right way, <clears throat> getting people the right direction, Shaf. I like the way you said that you brought the language, you know, to the modern <laughs> method of saying, yeah, that dude, yeah, he, he did it, man. And, you know, alhamdulillah... <laughs> How this? How you know? Are we motivating the Muslim youth? Are we being current with the noble Quran? I mean, this story you you can give youngsters that you can make it a you know a very thoughtful thing indeed, and you can sharpen each one out with these stories. Sheikh Maida, we got about a minute to go before the break. Are your comments? 
No, definitely, you know, the youth, we have to look back into Ibrahim his lifestyle, where he's brought up from his father's lifestyle and the business that his father was in, and only that child gets up there, and also, Shaf, this is also a way we need to learn to see. You cannot judge the person based on where they come from. Sometimes we have that issue to say, no, that child is doing wrong because the father was wrong. You know, in this case, how do you judge Ibrahim Absolutely. Well said, the Sheikh Amaida, and how do we judge him? But the whole story is there of Ibrahim a.s. right from his youth and right till the time he becomes, you know, he goes old, gray hair, talk about his son Isaac and Ismail a.s. And alhamdulillah, the ultimate sacrifice when he only sees a dream and he says, you know what, I will obey the dream of my Lord. And he also, he makes shura with his son, people, with his son. And alhamdulillah, what a pious son he had. And he said, Dad, whatever you need to do, it has to be done. On that note, we'll go for a break. And inshallah, get your WhatsApp through. We're waiting for that. And we will continue. Our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. Tobeda is waiting to take them. Time for us to go for a break. And inshallah, we will continue after that. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. Yes, uh, the program As-Safinatul Ilal Jannah. Yes, uh, getting used to the name. Alhamdulillah, really enjoying it. It's given me that spiritual boost. Listening uh, to the Nasheed and, you know, Alhamdulillah, that's the first hadith there, Sheikh Hamaida. Really, you know, it, uh, doing a morning spiritual show really gives you so much of satisfaction, Sheikh Maida. I don't know how you're feeling it, but I, I really enjoy the morning. I embrace it, I celebrate it, and I can feel that I've been fueled. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving me the fuel for the rest of the day, Ya Sheikh. You know, Alhamdulillah, ready to start off the morning like this is good because, you know, you're starting at the very freshest part of the morning where, you know, the angels come and uh, fill the air to the best oxygen for the day. So, I mean, you're just catching it as it comes. You know, it's a big blessing because you must remember there's no way you are going to miss your Fajr Salah when you start this early. And there's no way you're going to miss on your Tahajjud if you wake up this so early. So, there is a lot of barakah and a lot of blessing and most especially today, which is the day of I was just speaking earlier, you know, look at Ibrahim, look at his son, you know. It just shows that if you make dua sincerely before Allah, Allah does accept your dua. You must remember when he left his father and them, you know, he says, uh, now I am going to find my own. I'm looking for my Rabb, and I know guidance will come my way. And while he's still on the way, he's still making dua, Rabbi habli Allah grant me all the pious children, the pious children. And Allah did accept it. As you said earlier, Ismail, he spoke to his son to say, son, this is what my creator is ordering me to do. What do you say? What do you think about it? And he says, Ya if Al-Matumar, oh my father, do as you've been commanded by your creator. You find me having patience in you obeying the commands of your creator. And that's not usual. Shaf, that's not usual. No, absolutely, Sheikh Maida. You know, also, I think the important our mindset should be uh, should be you know connected to the divine. That our thoughts, you know, we have negative thoughts. Uh, we spoil firstly ourselves. We spoil our pattern of prayer 
I mean, our intentions go uh, all corrupt because our thoughts uh, or thinking is not right. And Alhamdulillah, you know, whenever we, uh, we, we encounter difficulties, Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he, he, what he does to us, he helps us. And that's the time in times of difficulties. We call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask him to take away that uh, problem. We ask him to alleviate the problem. And as soon as the difficulty goes away, uh, perhaps if we were not groomed properly from uh, uh, youth or, our, you know, if our parents, are, you know, God forbid, were not good shepherds, then, uh, you know, we go astray or the flock goes astray, perhaps uh, uh, because of a family tri- uh, traits and uh, maybe a family deficiency in spirituality or things like that. How do you react to that is, is that, you know, it all starts with a good shepherd, uh, Sheikh Maida. Uh, yes, of course, it does start with a good shepherd, one, and number two, so it starts within yourself. You know, as we were just talking earlier on uh, regarding Ibrahim, look at his father and the background of father. You know, the father is totally opposite of the son. So within himself, it was something else that he had, and now you come in towards understanding and looking for, look at things in a different way, and you start appreciating what Allah has given you, really makes a big difference. As you just said now, to say, no, we, we human beings have a nature, that we forget that, you know, to thank Allah or to remember Allah doesn't only come when you're in difficulties, when you're in problems. And this is actually the norm and uh, actually the routine for us. If everything is fine, we speak like we are the creators, we are the big bosses, we are the dons, we control anything. You know, but when the problem comes, that's when we start, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, please make dua for me, you know, I'm going through difficulties. But when you're going good times, nobody knows and you don't show appreciation to Allah. Let's go back and have actually that kind of uh, uh, relationship with Creator, where every time we make sugar, in good times, in bad times, we thank Him as Allah says to us. If you make shukar, if you show appreciation, whatsoever I've given you, whatsoever uh, situations you're in, Allah is going to increase you in whatsoever you need from me. You know, but he says, in kafartum, but if we go against Allah in the we need to know that when Allah comes to chastisement, it becomes severe and can torment you so badly that you even know where you're coming from and where you're going. So yes, we need to be appreciative of everything that Allah has given us. And yes, it must start from within ourselves. You know, nobody can change your shaft, nobody can change me shaft except I change myself. You know, as Allah said, in Allah Allah will never change our condition until we change our conditions ourselves. So like today as you said, you know, we we, we you know we are in a speedy world where there's a lot of things that actually catch our eyes and destroys our hearts uh, thinking towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we get not content with what we have. We want to have more and more. And at the cost of anything we can to get that, which is where we need to draw back and get back to the line to say, Allah will give you all favors due to you. You just have to work hard and make dua. And inshallah, Allah will present it to you without you deviating and going away from Allah's mother's path or without, or without leaving the ropes of Allah's mother. Yes, I make a very valid point there indeed, uh, Sheikh Maida. You know, you walk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He runs towards you. And Alhamdulillah, this is uh, the most important thing, your intention and uh, what you want in life. And because when you have an ambition, you work towards your ambition. And everyone's amb- ambition should be, the focus should be the akhirah. The focus should be to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the focus should be to, inshallah, you know, 
be someone that when you leave the dunya, you know, even the dunya will miss you. I mean, it will cry for you. It's say, where's that pious man that used to make a difference in the community? And then you find those type of individuals, you know, that really inspire people. They are like a beacon, they're like a light in the darkness. And one such person was our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And, you know, when we're going for Hajj and we're performing all these rituals, and when we are pelting the shaitan, you know, going to Amina and uh, Muzdalifa and, you know, Sheikh Maida. If you look at uh, all these rituals, they have so much of significance. But the most significant thing is that, you know, uh, w- most of uh, the rituals that you see in uh, uh, during the time of Hajj is that of uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam and uh, Hajj alayhi salam. I mean, how do you react to that, uh, Sheikh Maida? You know, Shav, you just spoke of something that's very amazing. You know, talking about Nabi Muhammad face being a role model. You know, actually, I would say before I go to comment on these rituals around Ibrahim, I would comment back to say, you know what, I think it's time, it's high time our ulama need to adopt the system that Nabi Muhammad had. He was very accessible to everybody. Of which, unfortunately, today the alims are very inaccessible. Only a few individuals that can say that alim, the muftis, and the rest of that. You can't just go to the door of the mufti and say, I want to come. I speak to you, Mufti. They say you need to make appointment. Our Nabi Sallam never asked for appointments. He left it open. He's the Dean of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Even if you remember, it came once at one point when he was talking to the Quraysh, and then uh, one blind man came uh, talking to him, was looking for guidance, and he ignored him for a little while. Not because he wanted to ignore him, but the fact is, like on the first uh, come first uh, safe basis, he was with people, and this comes back and said, Nabi, I want to talk to you, and he delayed, and Allah came back and said, Abba Sawatawalla and Jahulama. To so saw my Nabi frowned and turned away when the blind person come, comes to him. And uh, Allah cries on to say, you don't know, this blind man that came in was looking for Hidayat. Then those people you're sitting with the Christ, those people, they want money, they want something from you. You know, this is talking about Ummu Maktum, who after that became the second Mazin, you know, or the first Mazin in the time of Ramadan. So he made Adhan to wake up people for Sayyidi and second house by Bilal, and yes, of course, let's come back to the uh, issue that we spoke earlier to say, all the Reaches around heights. Yes revolves around Ibrahim and even uh, Ismail and the mother Bibi Hajar where she was going to Safa and Marwa no way we do the Sahih as well. And then uh, uh, she leaves the baby, she goes to Safa and Marwa. She runs between two mountains. She doesn't cross over because she wants her eyes to be uh, looking at the child, you know. And why Ibrahim is gone. And why is gone and she's running up and down and she's looking and it's time where you need something to uh, give the baby as water. And that's when a lot of springs, the water of Zamzam, where the baby had to have. And then after that, you must remember water is life shaft. So Everybody, when they saw the birds chirping and looking, because the birds are the sign of water in the desert, if you see them chirping and flying and making some noise, you know there's an oasis somewhere. So when the people saw that, they all came close and saw the water of Zamzam. And what happens after that? I say water builds the nation. So people have to come to Ajah and say, please, can I put my small uh, dwelling place next to here so that I have access to water? And yes, of course, everybody was coming and sitting nearby uh, to access the water. And where people gather, that's where um you can have one place of congregation or a place of worship, and that's when now Allah commanded Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam and smile to say, now you need to put up the house of worship, because now there is a community around it. The community will need a central point where they can attend guidance and where they can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, sir, Sheikh Maida, I make a lot of valid points, and alhamdulillah, with uh, Marcus Sahaba, 
uh, being uh, available. Yeah, the Q&A sessions make a big difference because this is when you get the opportunities of uh, asking uh, those questions. Even, you know, when you're going uh, to the Jamara and, uh, you know, pelting the shaitan, that is also, you know, Sunnatul Ibrahim. I mean, how shaitan came to him and, you know, wanted to stop him. No, you know, you can't do this. And going to Hajra, telling her, you know, what he's going to do. He's going to sacrifice his son. Your son is going to do this to him. He's going to do that to him. But, you know, all that story, it's such an important message to us that, you know, the focus was on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave a divine decree only in a dream. And the dream was being carried out. What a powerful day. And the shaitan was making all these excuses, making that, you know, trying to stop this because he knew in the history of mankind, this is going to be one of the most uh, powerful messages that will go through. It will be embraced and celebrated by whom? By Nabi Muhammad sallallahu and his followers. And up to today, we are the only ummah that, alhamdulillah, performed this ritual of qurbani. What an honor, what a privilege Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given the ummah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Time for us to go for a break. And inshallah, when you get back, we'll get uh, Sheikh uh, Shoaib Maida to comment on how shaitan tried his best to stop the qurbani. <laughs> 